everyone, it's Leslyn Keith here again with another research update flash briefing. I'm the director of research and president of the board for the Lipedema Project. I'd like to keep you abreast of the latest research and relevance to lipedema with these flash briefings. Today, I'd like to tell you about a study by researchers in Norway. Their paper is called Younger Women with Lipedema, Their Experiences with Healthcare Providers and the Importance of Social Support and Belonging, a Qualitative Study. It was published in International Journal of Environmental Research and Public Health in January 2023. So the aim of this study was to do a qualitative study that explored women's experiences with healthcare providers and the importance of social support and belonging with a special focus on younger women with lipedema. So they recruited women for participation for this study using a Facebook group for a patient organization, the Norwegian Patient Association for Lymphedema and Lipedema. And they asked for participants that had a lipedema diagnosis given by a healthcare professional, and they had to be 18 to 50 years old. They were excluded if they had some kind of severe pathology like a cancer, if they had a cardiovascular condition or immune system disease, if they were pregnant or they experienced childbirth or breastfeeding in the last year, or if they had a severe psychiatric disorder. So the participants that they were able to recruit and that participated in the study were 15 women with lipedema. Their average age was 36 years old, and the range of their ages was 21 to 47. Interestingly, the educational level was pretty high. 13 out of 15 had higher level of education. Two had vocational training. And the relationship status of the women was that 10 were married or in a steady long-term relationship, five were single, and seven of the women had children. As far as their working, 10 were employed full or part-time, four were students, and one was on disability. So this is how they collected their data. They performed a semi-structured interview using open-ended questions, and this was conducted over the phone. And it was used to obtain information about the experiences of the participants. Interviews were transcribed verbatim and then were examined for themes in the four main areas of study. So the four categories were social background, experience of living with lipedema, social support, and treatment options. Each interview took anywhere from 20 to 50 minutes. So before I talk to you about the results of this study, let's talk about its strengths and limitations. So the strengths of the study were this qualitative design. It really was an investigating an area that we really have little knowledge, meaning the experience of young women with lipedema. And this way of doing a study, a qualitative design, really gives a rich narrative from each participant. The inclusion of younger women in this study was particularly good because they they wanted to get more information about this really unstudied population. So they were trying to to really get the 20s and 30s. And then specifically, they sought the participants' views on encounters with healthcare providers, on social support and belonging. They felt that the sample size was adequate because when it came to analyzing the last 
interviews, there really was no new major themes. The women were saying basically the same ideas and they were coming up. So there were several limitations to the study. They regretted that they did not have data on when the participants were diagnosed with lipedema or the stage or severity of their disease. And they also said that it could be a limitation that the interviews were performed by telephone because you really could not see the body language of the person as they're being asked or answering the questions. This, however, could be taken as an advantage as well, because perhaps the women felt more comfortable sharing their thoughts and experiences when they were not in person. And also by doing it by phone, they were able to include women throughout the country of Norway, not just those that were close enough to the center where they were conducting the interviews in Oslo. And another limitation might be that the most of the women were of a higher level of education and they were mostly all employed. So the information in this study can really be generalized to women who fit that profile. So it may not be generalizable to all women with lipedema. So let's talk about the results. Two main themes concerning the experiences of women with lipedema emerged from the analysis. One theme was how women with lipedema experience meeting with healthcare providers. The second major theme was the importance of social support and the need to belong. So let's look at each of the information that came out of each of those themes. So the first theme, how women with lipedema experience meeting with healthcare providers had various sub-themes. So the first sub-theme was the various reactions that the women reported to receiving a diagnosis of lipedema. So participants reported going to many healthcare providers searching for answers, and most were left to feeling, quote, helpless, not being taken seriously, overlooked, and left to themselves, unquote. So it was discouraging just the road to diagnosis. But finally, getting a diagnosis was somewhat of a double-edged sword because while it was a relief to have a name for their experience and to learn it was not their fault, they also experienced despair because the condition was described as chronic, progressive, and without a cure. They also expressed anger that diagnosis had taken so long that they had already endured years of being inadequately managing their symptoms. And so you can see there's quite a spectrum on the various emotions when receiving a diagnosis of lipedema. The next sub-theme under the category of encounters with healthcare providers was misconceptions about lipedema. So participants were described by their healthcare providers as being lazy, as not really trying to lose weight. Many reported that they had been prescribed not on their request, but just the healthcare provider prescribed them weight loss pills, told them to exercise more, and actually pressured them to get weight loss surgery. Several of the women, and this is a quote I'd like to share with you from the article, quote, several of the women described that they felt like they were being disrespected and not being treated in a professional manner during meetings with the specialists. So they felt really stigmatized by a diagnosis of obesity, which was a misdiagnosis, and accused of their behavior having caused their condition, 
even after being given a lipedema diagnosis, healthcare providers did not seem to really want to discuss any of the mental health issues that may go along with this diagnosis and really pressured them to get liposuction because that was really the only thing that could help. And I do have to make an aside here just to make sure that you know that although this is a chronic condition, there is things that we can do help and it is more than just liposuction. So I just want to make sure that you're aware of that as we're going through this particular paper and they're reporting what the experiences were with these young women. So the next subgroup or sub-theme under that major theme of encounters with healthcare providers, the last one was engagement and knowledge led to appreciation. So this was interesting because while many of the participants reported that their needs were not being met by their healthcare provider, some did get help. The participants who were most satisfied with their care were the ones that felt they were actually seen and heard by their providers. Several specifically stated that being referred to and seen by a knowledgeable lymphatic therapist who suggested non-invasive management strategies such as MLD, manual lymph drainage, and compression as really those were the most helpful healthcare providers. So now let's look at the second major theme that they noticed in these interviews with the 15 women, the importance of social support and the need to belong. And this had two sub-themes under there. The first one was self-confidence and romantic relationships are more challenging at a younger age. So participants in their 20s and early 30s reported more problems with self-confidence, self-esteem, and mental health issues. They felt negatively about their body and were prone to eating disorders. This made romantic relationships and intimacy challenging. Participants in their 30s and 40s, although not still experiencing that, reported feeling this way when they were younger. Participants who were in a monogamous relationship, whether married or not, reported these to be supportive, safe, and loving. Those participants who were single, however, felt it challenging to find a partner because their embarrassment about their body and also a fear of being touched because of their hypersensitivity and pain issues. So the second sub-theme under the social support and need to belong major theme, that second sub-theme is social support is a necessity. So participants shared that having the support of their loved ones was important. But the biggest impact was the support and connections with other women who were also dealing with the symptoms of lipedema. Several reported that being able to get ideas from others with lipedema and sharing their own experiences and suggestions had the most beneficial impact on living with this condition. So there were several conclusions that the authors, the researchers, came up with in relation to this research. And I would say the top thing they came up with is that the importance of belonging and social support when living with lipedema seemed to be the most crucial thing. And women in their 20s and early 30s were especially vulnerable and really need support. And really, their hope is by showcasing how women with lipedema experience their meetings with their healthcare providers, The authors hope that this study will increase the awareness of the stigma 
that exists with a fat disorder. And it's important to meet women with respect and understanding. And they're hoping that by raising the awareness about lipedema, this may contribute to not only a earlier diagnosis of the condition, but this will happen more frequently. And there is a need for specialized healthcare services to take care of these women in a timely and professional manner. It's, you know, they got out of these interviews that it seems that women, particularly younger women with lipedema, commonly live with shame and stigma. And healthcare providers who are not knowledgeable really compound that problem. And it's those misconceptions that really this is a condition or an illness that is self-inflicted, which we know not to be true. And women in their 20s and 30s struggle more often with feelings of grief when receiving their diagnosis as compared to women who may get the diagnosis when they're at an older age. Younger women also reported lower self-esteem and lack of self-confidence that made them uncomfortable in intimate settings with new partners. And women in long and stable relationships really felt safe and supported more often than those who were single. And those with a good social support from families, friends, or more importantly, being member of a patient organization expressed this as being necessary to cope with their situation and their diagnosis. So my takeaways from this study, this study really contributed a great deal to our understanding of what it's like to live with lipedema, particularly for younger women. Hopefully this work will lead to a greater awareness earlier diagnosis, and more timely treatment of lipedema. But most of all, because of what the study adds to the narrative about lipedema, it may mean that healthcare providers will be more able to care for those with this condition with greater compassion. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you haven't already subscribed to our daily flash briefings of tips, tools, and research about lipedema, you can subscribe at Apple, Spotify, Amazon Alexa, or at this website, lipedema-simplified.org slash flash, where you'll find an archive of all of our flash briefings. You can now also follow Living Well with Lipedema on Amazon Music and get new episodes when they become available. Thanks for listening, and I hope you'll join us again next time with another Research Update Flash Briefing. Hi there, this is Catherine Sayo with a very quick and exciting announcement. Just to let you know, our three-day event, Heart to Heart, is coming up March 31st, April 1 and 2. Make sure you don't miss it. We have speakers coming from all over the world and an amazing schedule for interaction with all of the community. It's going to be spectacular. Go to lipedema-simplified.org and be sure to click the link to get more information. And we'll see you there.